We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is March 3rd, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's going on, bro? How are you? I'm I'm good, man. Des- despite the loss that we're all coming good. off of, I'm interesting. I'm good because I got to see fake the, fan. The no, no, because I got to see the goats return on Monday in person. In person, and uh, now I am back in Nebraska, and it's uh, cold. So, what was the energy like in the building on Monday? It was good. It was like. So it was great when when Kel came in. Um, it was awesome, and then obviously Mose takes that that timeout. Or yeah, essentially when I know Carlisle, you know, calls a timeout when Kel goes to check in at the at the table, jerk move, and then that timeout happens. Mosley throws out you know everybody but Cole on the court there, puts out five guys that he had in before, lets them foul, you know, all that kind of stuff. Then Kel gets his appropriate like applause, and I was I was proud. To say the least, I was proud that everybody noticed what was going on, you know, because there's a lot of casuals that go to those games. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who didn't know Markel Fultz was making a return. They didn't even know who Markel Fultz was, whatever it might be. But uh, no, I mean, it was it, it was good. It was a really good energy. That's good to hear. It was really an, just an exciting day. Like I was excited all day on Monday waiting for Markel to make his return. And Markel was great, obviously. We're going to talk about Monday's game in a little bit, uh, just because we're recording this Wednesday night, right after the Magic's overtime loss to the Pacers, and obviously, you know, we're all kind of upset. You guys are listening to this Thursday morning. You're probably still upset or salty, or you might be still celebrating this loss, depending on who you are. (laughs) Uh, You know, if you're rooting for lottery odds and the extra ping pong balls, then you are hyped about this loss this morning. I don't totally understand that um, kind of line of thinking, but at the end of the day, I'm trying to accept that we all want a championship and we just have different ways of getting there, Luke. Mm. But before we talk about these games, we do have a couple of housekeeping items up first. 
Uh, we like to shout out our patrons. So our patrons are those of you who listen and help financially support the show uh, through our Patreon at patreon.com slash the six man show. We have three separate tiers ranging from two to $10 a month where you can help financially support the show, uh, running the podcast, uh, you know, equipment, all these kinds of things, not free for us. So it goes a long way in helping us do what we do and bring you guys shows every week. And we shout out our patrons every week, which we will do now. Shout out Court Cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Keith Garcia, Zico, Carson Tulo, Nathan Lynn, Ellis, Jonathan Borges, Norm L, Magic Player History, Julio, Bailey, Matt Lyman, Eric Segovia, and Gabe Gaines. Thank you guys so much. We really, really, really do appreciate you guys. And then, guys, this Friday we are putting together a watch party as the Magic will be uh, traveling to Toronto to take on the Raptors from the game that was canceled earlier this year due to COVID. It's been rescheduled. Uh, The Magic again Friday night, March 4th at 7.30 will be taking on the Toronto Raptors. We will be at the Friendly Confines uh, Sports Bar at the Altamont Mall. It's 451 East Altamont Drive, Suite 2378 in Altamont Springs. Again, we'll be there at 7.30. We're going to be hanging out, watching the Magic game. We're also going to have a sales rep, my buddy John McCall from the Orlando Magic, will be there raffling signed uh, Magic uh, memorabilia. So be there if you guys think he's bringing a signed ball or, or something like that. So if you guys want a chance to win that, you want some people to have a good time and watch the Magic game on Friday, please come find us. Again, it's at Friendly Confines at the Altamont Mall. We will see you guys then. Luke, before we get into talking about um, you know the the Pacers game from tonight and also uh, you know the Pacers game from Monday night and Markel mm-hmm. Fultz's return, and we'll get into all of that. We would be remiss if we did not acknowledge two uh, members of the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame, the two newest members from today, John Gabriel, you know, previous GM of the Orlando Magic from 1996 to 2004, uh, was also the vice president of basketball operations. Um, I, I believe, um, you know, in the, the from 93 uh, to uh, 96 when he was named the GM, if I'm not mistaken. So was partly responsible for the early finals runs with Shaq and Penny uh, and then also, you know, responsible for bringing Grant Hill and Tracy McGrady to Orlando. And then Coach Brian Hill, obviously responsible for uh, the 1995 NBA finals appearances, you know, two separate. Um, you know, stints with the Orlando Magic. He jokes that he wasn't sure that he was going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame because he's the only coach that was fired by the organization twice. Um, <laughs> but both of those guys, you know, monumental in terms of Orlando Magic history. And both of those guys deservedly inducted into the Magic Hall of Fame tonight. It was awesome to see those guys. And kind of, they're, they're a lot more emotional than I, I thought they would be, Luke. But really, really good to see those guys, you know, getting their flowers. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. And then Brian Hill obviously jumps on to the uh, broadcast there and gets to talk and um, spend some time just obviously, you know, commentating on the game and providing some insight into some things there, but going on in the game. But it, it was cool to get to see him, you know, not only get honored, but jump on the broadcast and, and be there with those guys. So um, really, really cool night. Congrats to those guys. Well deserved, obviously. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So let's break down this Indiana Pacers game from tonight, Luke. You're up 18 in this game. You blow the lead. You've got multiple chances at the end, really, to, to you know extend the lead or, or really to put the game away. You, you can't get it done. You go into overtime, and like you just get waxed in overtime. Like You have one field goal at the beginning of overtime to put you up two, and then another field goal at the end of overtime when you're down eight with 30 seconds left in the game is basically out of hand at that point. Um, but let's get into it. Like The magic in this one, Luke, really looked you know very good from the onset of this game. Indiana takes an early 2-0 to zero lead and then didn't take the lead back until late in the fourth quarter of this game, Magic up nine uh, after the first quarter, um, ended up going into halftime up 62 to 58, and then like really in the third quarter, um, really extended their lead. Again, they were up 18 in this game in the third quarter. And in the fourth quarter, really everything the Magic were doing offensively, I give a lot of that credit to Markel Fultz and the, the way that he looked, but we all know that this Magic team is executing its best when they are moving the ball, playing unselfishly, um, trusting one another. And we started to see less and less of that in the fourth quarter, especially as Indiana started to come back. The Magic got tight, and it just kind of turned into this, oh, you know, it's my turn. Let me try to you know, put my head down and, and, and make a play here. Mm-hmm. And then the Indiana Pacers, you know, who really hadn't shot the ball all that well, the first three quarters, you know, they hit six threes in that fourth, 60% from the floor there, uh, 60% from the three-point line, rather, 47% from the floor, and then they add eight free throws. Magic shoot just 33% from the floor uh, in the fourth quarter, and all of that, Luke, was kind of the perfect storm and allowed Indiana to get back in this game. Midway through the third period, you're up, and you're like, man, the Magic are about to you know, start the all-star, at the post-all-star, rather, uh, with a three-game winning streak. And then, you know, just as quickly as that tweet goes out, I'm like, man, it, it feels a little bit early to start saying that. And then Indiana just starts chipping away at that lead in the fourth quarter. And, uh, and yeah, the Magic just kind of, the, the lineup didn't seem to be working. Uh, Mosley stuck with it. You know, I know there was a, a minutes restriction on Markel, but he plays just, you know, about four minutes in the fourth quarter. And, uh, and yeah, I, I really think... Um, that 
lineup, you know, Franz, Wendell, Mo Bamba, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, something wasn't working there in the fourth quarter. And, um, yeah, we didn't really see much adjustment out of Mosley rather than to throw Admiral Schofield out there at some point in the fourth. Mm-hmm. And I think the the um, explanation that we got post-game, Luke, was that he was trying to, you know, see some different lineups out there, which the Franz, Wendell, Mo, Cole Anthony, Jalen lineup is the lineup that we've seen all season. So rather than throwing Admiral Schofield out there for a bit, um, I don't know what you're talking about trying to see some different lineups. What did you think about this game, Luke? First off, I'll add that Schofield played five minutes and was a minus 12. Um, that's hard to do. Like that, that genuinely, it's hard to, that's like me and you, that's what, what the magic would be if they threw us out there, you know, and with Admiral Schofield, essentially in that same scenario, play five minutes, and you're going to be minus 12. Four of those minutes came in the fourth. So it was like, he was minus 10 in the fourth quarter. Right. The few minutes that he was out there was just a disaster. It stinks because you want Markel to, to be able to play like, upwards of, of 20 20 plus minutes so it's tough to sit there and know that like markel's on the bench and like could he afford to play a few extra minutes play those maybe five minutes you know that that, that schofield soaked up whatever it might have been yeah he probably could have done it but the team's being very cautious for one reason or another they're being cautious because they don't want folks to get hurt yes but and and you know, kind of strain but also I think that uh, this front office obviously still doesn't mind when when there's a loss. So uh, it is it's so frustrating just to see Markel on the bench when you know what he could do. Five of six from the field tonight, eleven points, two assists, three rebounds. Um, he's he's a stud, man. He's he just he's a stud. He had you know would like to see him kind of lower that turnovers. I think he had like three or four tonight. So, um, but. Yeah, that that was just it was frustrating to to watch the Magic just collapse a game that they really had in the bag for what felt like the entirety of the game. Well, I wanted to just kind of go through the last couple of minutes of of overtime. Um, you know, you can question Mosley's you know decisions in terms of the lineup. Like, obviously, it's a very easy excuse to say, hey, you know, Markel is just coming off an ACL, and it's it's a fair excuse. You know, Kevin and I were kind of going back and forth before we started recording here. And I was like, Markel definitely could have played, you know, even like the last three minutes of regulation. I think if Markel plays the last three minutes of regulation, he ends the night at 18 minutes, which, you know, before Monday night's game, Mosley said he's going to play 15 to 20 minutes, yeah. which obviously, you know, there's some kind of minutes restriction on him. But 18, you get out of there with the W, um, you know, you, you got a couple of days until they play again on Friday. We know he's either not going to play Friday or Saturday. He won't play both games in the back-to-back. At least that's what I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like you throw Markel out there for a few minutes. Just, like, I know we're, you know, what is it, 63 games into the regular season now, and this yeah. five-man lineup has played a lot of the, you know, close you know, clutch minutes for this team this season. But they still, when things are going wrong, it doesn't seem like they have a guy that they can give the ball to that's going to be like a calming presence. I would say throughout the course of the game, it's either like Franz or Wendell. But Wendell operates with the ball in his hands at like the top of the key. It's not like Vucevic who threw the ball to, you know, on the block and Mm -hmm. he would hit like that, you know, jump, that jump hook over the left shoulder. And then everyone's like, oh, okay, we're good. Mm -hmm. Like you give the ball 
to Wendell, like in the you know high pick and roll, or you know if he's in the dunker spot. But it's harder to do that in crunch time, just as the defense kind of tightens up and they know what the team's going to try to get to. And then for whatever reason, this team just—I don't know if it's you know Franz not being assertive enough, or you know Cole and Jalen just kind of looking guys off. But this team just tends to not go to Franz like in the clutch. Yeah, and I feel like that's a, a really big mistake. Yeah. Um, but what we're going to touch on now is just like it, this was, in my opinion, um, one of the moments that really helps you lose this game. So with a minute 59 seconds left in regulation, you're up two. Um, Bamba gets switched on to Brogdon. And Brogdon's like, all right, this barbecue chicken um, drives on Bamba. Uh, Bamba, you know, gets his arm on Brogdon's left shoulder. Brogdon, you know, uh, looks like he's going up for the, the shot attempt. The foul is called. Clear, obvious foul right in front of the Magic Bents right in front of Jamal Mosley, but he looks down the bench and decides that they're going to challenge this with only two timeouts remaining. As soon as you see the replay, you're like, this is this is did, the did easiest Bamba, call they're going to make all night. Did Bamba look at him and tell him to do that? Did we see that at all? I, I really I don't remember when it happened, if he like looked at Mosley or if there's any communication. I honestly didn't see it, but I would be I interested like, to know if if Bamba was was like part of that. Like you know, Mosley's going to trust his guys. If Mo did that, like if Bamba did that, that's that's criminal. But because Bamba is not the kind of guy that I'm just going to take his word with two minutes left in a close game and I'm trying to get a win. Like it's yeah. not you know he's not LeBron James. He's not Giannis. Well, regardless, like, like you trust your Mo, guys. We'll talk right? after the game. If I'm wrong, whatever. But. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, in desperation there, Moe's saying, like, if, if he was the case, I mean, he very well could have not, and then Mosley was like, I'm just going to use it. Um, it was, I mean, Brogdon's been doing this all night. Like, Markel, who is a good defender, Brogdon is, is fast. and, and Tonight, he's Brogdon to was, like, people. almost, like, foul merchant-ish. Mm. Like, was clearly looking for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but point being, like, he was blown by guys tonight. So the fact that, like, he blew by Bamba... And Bamba just had to foul essentially, or felt like he did because he couldn't move his feet to stay up with him. That's not like it's unbelievable. So like the the foul, the, the fact of it happening, it was ridiculous to see that that got challenged. Um, it I don't know, man. It was that was that was one of the more frustrating parts. Yeah, I'm going back and I'm looking at it now. I'm just kind of going through my replay of the game. Uh, I'm about to watch the play right now. Yeah, Bamba is getting switched on to Brogdon. Healed passes to Bamba. Brogdon drives, Mo fouls, and Mo does not look over the bench and signal for any type of review. So Mosley is just like reaching for anything at this point. Yeah, I don't know if it came from Mosley or if it came from an assistant. Whoever it was, you know, it was a it was a grave mistake. Can you can you tell the people again what was the 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 point differential and like what was the scenario? The Magic were up two. The Magic Mm -hmm. were up two. It's one fifty nine left. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Brogdon gets fouled. He's going to go to the line, you know, make both of those free throws. Yeah. Right. So the issue is then with 17.3 seconds left, you're up one. Franz is guarding Brogdon. He pokes the ball loose. It hits off of Brogdon's hand and it goes out of bounds. The refs call it out on the magic. And now you don't have that challenge. Now, last season before they changed the rules, this would have been a scenario where the refs go and review right. it automatically, and it's the Magic's ball, but they changed the rule the last two minutes. The refs cannot make that review. It has to come from a challenge, and as we just talked about, the Magic burned it and wasted it, so you didn't have that challenge. So 17.3 seconds left. 
now the Magic are forced to foul mm-hmm. rather than you know having the ball you know going the other way, and then you know the Pacers at that point. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Pacers at that point are probably, you know, forced to foul, and now you're up three with 15, 14 seconds left, and it's a different ball game. But they foul. Luckily, Brogdon makes the first, misses the second. Cole gets the rebound, runs the other way with it. <clears throat> My voice is going crazy here. Cole goes the other way with it. Doesn't look at anybody. Goes up for the layup, misses it. Mo miraculously comes up with the rebound, tips it in. Now it's a tie game with 5.8 seconds left. Brogdon misses the layup at the other end, and then we go to overtime. As I mentioned earlier, Jalen starts with a, a layup with like 4.19 to go in overtime, and the Magic don't score again until Jalen hits another layup down 8 with 32.3 seconds left, and the game is over. So we can sit here, and it's never one play, in a game that caused you to lose it, but that challenge really to me was like a monumental mistake the last couple of minutes that you just can't have. It was such an obvious foul call, and yeah, it it really just felt like a waste. But what it comes down to, Luke, is is the Magic just took their their foot off the gas in the fourth quarter. Um, the personnel and and the coaching staff. I I, I don't know if it's you know who should have been in the game if you want to. Sub out um, if you want to sub in, you know, Terrence um, or or Gary Harris or Chuma Okiki. Cole Anthony was not good in this game. He was not good in the fourth quarter. He was not good in overtime. He was, I don't want to say the word detrimental, but he was bad. And it, it hurt the Magic tonight. When Cole Anthony is actively looking for his shots the way that he always is, because that's his mentality, when he does not have an efficient game, it's just going to hurt the Magic. And tonight, 4 of 13 from the floor, 0 of 4 from 3, 3 of 3 from the free throw line, only 2 rebounds and 4 assists. So when he's not scoring, his secondary strength is his rebounding. We didn't even have that tonight. Yeah, I think that um, I think something happened with Gary Harris because he played 10 minutes tonight. I, I just don't think there's any excuse for, like, yeah, I I think we know what happened with Gary Harris. What what? And happened? it rhymes with Frank, the tank. Oh, oh okay, yeah. I gotcha. Okay, yeah. right. what did you think that I meant? I had no idea what you meant. To be honest, I'm with not going to say the like, W is, word. This is a family like, what is show. This? I was like, what does this guy know that I don't? And what is, what is he insinuating? Yeah, I had no idea. Uh, this is a family show. We will. We no, we're not going there. Mm, okay, um, <laughs> but yeah, so 10 minutes for uh, old Gare Bear, and um, just unfortunate. Gare Bear. <laughs> uh, how about Dell playing uh, 41 minutes, a guy that plays 29 minutes a game usually. Franz plays 36, Cole plays 38, and then the bench plays yeah. like 19 for Chuma, 5 for Schofield, 17 Hampton, 16 Ross. I mean, the starters played heavy minutes tonight and it kind of mirrored like Halliburton Brogdon and healed healed played 44 of the 48 minutes and was kind of dog water to be honest with you I was gonna say I've not been impressed with buddy healed on the pace okay so there was a guy tonight and if you listen to the show shout out to you but this was terrible to hear all Monday night uh every time buddy healed scored the other night he had a better game the other night obviously um he was like, he's tough. He's tough. And I was like, 
I just when I think of Buddy Heald, I'm not like he's tough. <laughs> he's he's when all right. I, you want to know what I think of Buddy Heald? <laughs> oh, this is gonna get disrespectful. And in the morning, I'm making waffles. <laughs> That's what I think when I see Buddy Heald, bro. <laughs> Look, bro, if y'all don't get that reference, I, I'm not going any deeper than I, that. But I, we just that was this is most this might be the most disrespectful moment bad. in the history of the six man show. I, you, <laughs> I knew it was gonna be disrespectful. I didn't expect that though. Oh, yeah. bro, bro. That's this terrible. is second to you saying Gary Harris would miss throwing me in a trash can. Hey, at the time he would have. All yeah. right, today he'd sink you. All right, uh, he'd shoot 100 percent today. But back then that boy was not shooting 100. percent Yeah. But uh, but yeah. I'm oh, sorry, I, buddy I have one that more. was mean. I don't, I don't condone that, that was, kind that of was violence. Mean. Buddy, come on the show. Uh, so no, um, don't. <laughs> don't. Um, I, so I got, I have, I have a, a, a working theory. Okay, and it has to do. Oh, with I'm more. all ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a Mark L. Fultz working theory, right? On this minute restriction. So he obviously plays like 14 and some change tonight, right? You were talking about, you know, he plays 14, almost 15. Couldn't have like spared a couple minutes here and there. I mean, you said fifteen to twenty. You you know some people would say, put him in for OT or like put him in the final like whatever you need to do. My thought process is Jonathan that maybe besides the tank, you know the same the, the tank bug that also got Gary Harris probably tonight. My thinking is that if you throw Markel in there and he plays the all of OT and you guys are tied then Mosley's, like, in a bad spot, and he's got to take Fultz out. Like, let's say Fultz goes crazy in overtime. It's the only reason the Magic stay in it, and then he's out all of a sudden at 20 minutes. And it's like, that kind of sucks to go into double OT with Fultz not being able to play because you got him on a 20-minute cap. You know what I mean? Well, well, my thing is, like, you said 15 to 20. If you're going for a W and he's only at 15, like, you already said 15 to 20, so people aren't looking at you weird. If he plays 18 minutes. Now, he gets to 18 minutes, and now you're tied going into overtime. That's when you're like, look, we, we try to go for the W, but you know we're, we're really being careful with his you know, um, with his rehab and everything. And we just couldn't right now justify him. You know, pl- maybe in a, another couple of weeks. You know, if you know this was a you know a, a different game. You know, a few weeks from now, then maybe. But we all we all like the Magic are not slick, okay. <laughs> People around the league might be like, hmm, what's going on with the Magic? Magic fans, the real ones, the people that listen to this show, they know. Mm-hmm. Okay? We know. The the jig is up, as they say. And, uh, yeah. I, I think we've talked enough about this Indiana game. I do want to talk about Monday's Indiana game, um, really, for, for just a couple of minutes. Because it was thoroughly one of the most fun Magic games of the entire season in large part due to the return of Markel Fultz, but the Magic also, like, thoroughly, like, spanked up on the Pacers. Like, this, to me, you know, the the game never really felt like um, it, it was in question, the result. Like, I just, the entire game, I felt like we were going to win the game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Magic shoot 46% from the floor. Uh, the Pacers shoot 48% from the floor. But um, you so on that game, and I, I'm genuinely asking, you didn't feel like it was ever in the balance when the Magic were like they're down one at half. You thought the Magic were winning. 
I was honestly, um, because the Indiana Pacers offense has been so good, especially since the trades, um, the fact that it was that close at the half, mm-hmm. I was very encouraged, um, especially, mm-hmm. you know, the way that Markel had played and the way that he looked in the first half. To me, I was just, I was very confident going into the game. It was just a, a night of good vibes. Like I woke up, you know, the morning of the draft lottery and I thought we were winning the number one overall pick. And I didn't have any logic behind that. But for me, like at halftime, I was like, Markel is back. Everything is good in the world. He looks healthy. He looks great. And I was just confident that we were going to come away with a W. Mm, okay. I, I don't I, I don't have much of an explanation for that beyond that. And the Magic outscore the Pacers by 16 in the third quarter. And, you know, you go into the fourth quarter with a, a nice little lead there. And you just you know comfortably ride that to victory. Like the fourth quarter, they never really threatened at all. Wish they would have done that tonight. Well, yeah. Um, the Magic were in position to do that tonight, but, you know, unfortunately just, just really didn't get it done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Magic did a great job the other night. Offensive rebounding, 10 to Indiana's 4. Uh, you know, you end up with 24 more shot attempts on the night uh, than the Indiana Pacers. Go so, to that turnover column. Yeah, that turnover column. Yeah, 10 on the night to 21 for the for the Pacers. And again, as good as Indiana has been offensively lately, to keep them to 103 points, I was really encouraged by that. I'm not going to say you know Markel was you know the the difference there, but there was a definitely a certain type of energy you saw it as the guys were you know walking into the building. Everybody had their Markel uh, Fultz uh, 20 shirts on. Everybody knew it was a big night for him. They knew it was a a, a big night. Uh, you know, for the team and the organization, and they came to play, and you know they were totally locked in to me uh, for 48 minutes. It's one of the most complete games that we've seen out of the Magic all season, and it was a lot of fun. So let's talk about Markel and and how Markel looked, because to me, Luke, he looks like he has not lost a step. Dude, I mean, you we saw him go five for seven. That mid range, by the way, he's always had a, a decent mid range, right? And his his kryptonite has you know been you know, a lot to do with this three-point shot, um, yet to shoot or attempt, you know, a, a, a three-pointer at this point. But Markel, I mean, he looked just good. Like, he looked sharp. There was points where, like, I was like, is he breathing heavy uh, or is that just kind of how he is? Because, you know, when he's out there, a lot of times with the play, you know, play isn't going on, he looks kind of, like, lackadaisical. Like, it's just his demeanor when he's not, like, the game, when they're not actually playing. So I, you know, I was obviously overanalyzing that the entire time being at the game and just like seeing him and seeing his body language. There'd be some times where he'd pass the ball and like kind of go to the corner and not really do too much. But he he shoots five of seven, 10 points in 16 minutes along with six assists. He he looked good, man. He you know, only one turnover. So he looked really good to me, plays his 16 minutes and um I'm excited about when he can kind of get fully ramped up. He just got everybody involved. I mean, it's the initially the first thing he started doing was getting guys involved. Just ridiculous. Like was making such good looks and and making everybody so much better too. Well, he was in the game like approximately like two and a half seconds before he got Franz Wagner like a wide open look at the rim. Mm-hmm. And I, I to me like you know we've talked all season about how the Magic just need an organizer offensively. And, like, to me, that is Markel Fultz's, like, elite NBA skill. Like, organizing the offense, finding the open guys, and then just getting to the rim whenever he wants. And, you know, like, we're still seeing that. He looks just as as athletic, just as explosive. 
um, just as you know, crafty and kind of like the herky jerkiness that is the Markel Fultz experience. It's all still there. He again, he doesn't look like he's lost a step. It looks like he's still got a little bit of ways to go in terms of like conditioning to the mm-hmm. NBA game and to you know the the speed of the game. But two games back after missing you know 14 months, that is to be expected. I'm sure over the course of the next few weeks, we'll see the minutes ramp up a little bit. I would be surprised if we saw him get beyond like 20 to 25 minute mark for the rest of the season. But so far, Luke through two games, he's averaging 15.4 minutes, uh, 10.5 points, 76.9 from the floor. Okay, that's that's not going to continue, but it is good to see. Two and a half rebounds, four assists, two and a half turnovers, and a half steal. And a half block, actually. So, so far, Markel Fultz being back looks great. Looks just as good as he ever has. Um, As, again, he gets more minutes and he plays more with the starters and more as a focal point of the offense, Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see the the scoring numbers and, you know, the assist numbers and all that kind of stuff rise. And you can already see the connection between him and Wendell. Dude. Franz is so good off of the ball. It's like... The three of those guys I know are going to play so well together. Yep. It's some of the other ancillary pieces in the starting lineup that I'm not sure about. Like, is he going to be playing with Franz, Wendell, and, you know, Cole and Jalen, or, you know, Cole and Chuma, or, you know, whoever else it's going to be. And I think that's kind of where we can take the conversation next is, you know, I talked to Kevin about this, but do you think Markel gets plugged into the starting lineup at any point this season? And if you do, um, who do you see him playing next to in uh, in the backcourt in the starting lineup? And then you know, who do you see heading to the bench? I um, so there's you know we're at what eight nineteen games left in the season. Is I it eighteen now. I think tonight was nineteen, wasn't it? Uh, maybe he might be at eighteen now. It doesn't matter. So I'm sorry. point no point being, um, I think that. If he does, I'd say that he starts with like five five to eight games left in the season. I just don't know, like with his minute restriction. It really depends a lot on that. Once he's back to like 25 to 30 minutes, if he gets to that point, I could say that's when he would start. I think it just really hinges on that. If he were to start, I think, I think Cole still starts. I think that... Um, Cole's getting minutes. I mean, despite his kind of drop off in play, I think Cole starts. I I would love to see it be you know you know Cole that goes to the bench and Suggs, uh, just because like maybe Cole can provide that spark off the bench for you despite his poor shooting and efficiencies. But with them, man, it's like Suggs and Markel. You got old right there, two guys who are not too much of a threat from three. One hasn't even attempted one yet, and like the whatever it's been 30 minutes, whatever it was that he's been Cal's played so far. So I don't know. I just, I'm, I would be kind of worried about that. Um, but I, but I'm really not sure. I, it'll be interesting to see, but I, I just don't know that Kel really gets that chance at a starting lineup spot this year, uh, just because of his minute restriction. I would say the reason that we don't see Markel in the starting lineup, um, the season is because by the time that he's ready to start, like you said, it's probably going to be a few weeks until he's ready to yeah. ramp up the minutes to that point. The team doesn't want to win games. Yeah. 
especially as you get to that the last seven or eight games in the season mm-hmm. and you know you start looking at the schedule you know you've got uh, you know, Toronto, New York, Cleveland, Charlotte, Miami, you know, last few games there, a lot of those teams are going to be fighting for, uh, you know, playoff position. And you're like, well, you know, might as well lose anyways kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like if it, it doesn't really do the Magic a ton of good at this point to start Markel. Again, they're not incredibly focused on winning. It's never been the, you know, the the goal of this season. It's always been development. You're getting Markel back. You're getting him on the floor. You're getting him reps. You know, even though he's back, this is kind of the final part of the rehab is like ramping up the minutes and seeing how he responds to that. And then the end of the rehab is when you're like, okay, no minutes restriction. You're totally fine. You're good to go, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So like just get him through the rest of the season healthy. And, uh, you know, he's back. He's playing with the team. It's a win for everybody you really don't need to push it a step further by starting him because again, the the goal is not to win games. They have made that incredibly apparent, but it is so good to see him healthy again and to see him back. The thing that the only reason that, well, not the only reason, but one of the main reasons I would like to see Markel back in the starting lineup is because especially late game situations when the steam, the team starts getting tense, you start to see Cole and Jalen, at times get the ball and just put their head down and get to the rim where I think we can all agree. We would like to see Wendell and Franz and we probably trust Wendell and Franz much, much more in those kind of late game situations. Historically, you always see the guards with the ball in their hands, making plays down the stretch, but I'm just, you know, Cole was great at the start of the season. He it felt like he was our closer, but you know, we're talking about like, it's been like two months two plus months actually since Cole has been that guy. And at this point we're like, where is Cole? Is he the guy that we saw at the beginning of the season? Is he what we're seeing the last couple of months? Is he somewhere in between? I don't know what to tell you. And then Jalen, you know, he's a rookie and you know, he still needs to develop plenty. So I'm just tired of seeing those guys in the lineup together, especially, especially in crunch time. Cause it just yeah. doesn't seem like we have a guy that, you know, it's just going to go and, and make the right play right now. It's just well, like they're they're trying to trying to be the guy. Well, I wanted to. I went back on on Stats Muse and kind of looked through Cole's numbers and saw when the you know he started to kind of decline, and he was averaging you know when he got to like his peak where he was averaging like twenty a game, like five point nine assists or something like that. That his peak was like game twenty six, right? Like that was when. It was at its peak, and then it started to slowly, you know, decline until it was not just slow anymore. Like it was rapidly declining. So, I it's just it is frustrating, man, because now we've had thirty six games of Cole being meh, and twenty six games where he was great, and that's where we would really love to see it. But like thirty six is a bigger sample size. He just hasn't been, you know, himself. Or I don't know if it's really maybe he has been himself, and that's probably the issue. Yeah, I don't really know. I, for a long time there, because he was like in and out of the lineup with, you know, like the sprained ankle and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I try to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, oh, maybe this guy isn't healthy, blah, blah, blah. Then he enters a dunk contest and his first dunk of the dunk contest, he dunks in Tim's. So it's yeah. like, if you're not like totally 100%, it's not something you should be doing. Right. So at this point, I'm like, eh, it's probably not the health. It's probably something else going on. And I feel like the truth is, 
somewhere in the middle of what we've seen. Like we've seen great coal this season and we've seen bad coal this season. A whole lot of bad coal. And the truth is like in between to me. Yeah. So well I hope last thing that I wanna I wanna touch on Luke, um, you know, before we uh just kind of look at the rest of the week here is John Hammond was on uh, 96.9 The Game in Orlando yesterday with Brandon Kravitz, you know, talking about Markel coming back. But Brandon Kravitz asked, you know, what is going on with Jonathan Isaac? Can we, um, is there any kind of expectation that he'll be back this season? Kind of, you know, asking for an update. And I'm paraphrasing here, but John Hammond said, no, we don't have an expectation. We're trying to keep Jonathan mentally ready and physically ready. And basically he'll be back when he'll be back, which he has been cleared for contact. And you, you were right. We have 19 games left in the season. There's no way that we see Jonathan Isaac this season. And I wish they would stop acting like we're morons and just tell us he's not coming back. Yeah. You know, it's bad when John Hammond is trying to give like the, like the PR, like the politically correct, like answers to this type of stuff and skirting around the truth. Because John Hammond was the guy that was out here telling us that like, Fultz would be starting or could start opening night, which is still hilarious to me. Um, and it's just like, this is a guy that want, almost wants to tell the secrets. Like, he he takes great joy in breaking news for the Magic organization when it comes to player injuries and their return to the game. And I think that he has been instructed, don't give a timeline. Like, we said we don't do timelines. Don't give hypotheticals. Don't give time. Like, keep it shut and just say just the most cookie-cutter there's surface level answers that you can think of. And this this guy, I, I think I think Cole Hammond, I think he likes himself some gossip. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think he does. And and it killed him that he was not able to give an answer on on J.I. I I I'm sure he wanted to maybe even say like he's not coming back, but he's been instructed, don't tell them anything. <laughs> to me, I just I just find it stupid. I, I, I find it dumb yeah. and it part like kind of insulting. Like mm-hmm. You guys, like, you don't think that we're able to, like, put it together at this point that he's not coming back? Right. You told us that Markel Fultz it might be ready for, for opening night. And then, all of a sudden, sorry, I wasn't really trying to do a John Hammond impression there, <laughs> although he does have kind of, like, a animated, um, you know, tone when he speaks. But um, Markel was clear for contact in November and started to practice with the team. And now we just see him at the end of February. Yeah. Oh, that was, you know, three, basically three months. And now you're telling us that there's 19 games left. There's like a little over five weeks left. And Jonathan Isaac hasn't been cleared for contact. He's not practicing, practicing with the team. And you can't just come out and say, Hey guys, Jonathan's not going to be back this season. Mm -hmm. That's all we want. Like we, it's kind of the thing. It's the worst kept secret, right? Like we all know, but we just want you guys to come out and say it. Yeah. Like at, at this point in the season, fans have, in my opinion, in my professional opinion, mm. have struggled enough through this part of the season. We just want some trans freaking parency, bro. Mm-hmm. That's all we want. Just come out and, and level with us. Be real. Mm-hmm. And just kind of, just like we've been asking for this all season, and just kind of lay out what happened. It's, I promise you guys, it is not that deep. Yeah, it is not that serious to come out and say he had a setback during rehab, or you know it it wasn't healing the way that we wanted it to, or uh, you know we're just being extra cautious and we're we're really taking the time 
to build up the rest of Jonathan's body so that nothing like this ever happens again. And they've said that to an extent, but like this is unprecedented for an ACL, which is a major injury, but for a professional athlete, it's almost like a routine surgery at this point. You hear about, you know, five to 10 guys a year in the NBA tearing their ACL. Same thing in the NFL, Mm -hmm. like, or I meant to say the NBA and, and NFL. I don't know if I messed that up. I probably did. But like in terms of sports injuries, it's pretty routine. And I've never in my life can I remember a guy going 20, it's going to be like 26, 28 months, 27 months, somewhere around there from the time that Jonathan tore his ACL till we see him back in the NBA. And that's if he's ready to start at the beginning of next season. Which um, at this point, I feel like is a fair question. It's if if he is not starting by whatever it'll be October probably for the start day for next season, he'll he will have gone thirty four months. I believe that's the correct math. Thirty four. No. How many has it been right now? Right now it's been like uh, August will be twenty four months. Oh really? What did you? Yeah. I thought you just said twenty eight that he'd been. I'm saying in October. Oh, that's where you like, already done the math for me. I, I, yeah, come say. on, bro. I'm trying to help you out here. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a, a, a softball, and you're, you're making this like a quadratic <laughs> equation. You're making mm-hmm. this way harder than it's got to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm not great at math. I'm not hating. Like. Okay. But yeah, yeah I, I already did it for you. Okay, I appreciate that. So, so yeah, whatever that is, 20, 27, 28 months up to that point. Look, it's been a long time. It feels like it's been 34 months. I, it's not out of the realm of possibility for me at this point, man. And, and my math is so bad, I don't even know how long ago that was. You and I have had children. They are now walking <laughs> and will be speaking in complete sentences before we see Jonathan Isaac play basketball. <laughs> that is not an exaggeration. That is fact. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame Jonathan Isaac. Like, what, whatever way your body heals or whatever you need to do to come back, like, we want you healthy long-term on the floor. My issue really lies with the magic and just the lack of transparency. I, I, I feel like it's silly, honestly. I'm going to say it. He didn't have a setback. Do you feel like this? Do you? I feel like it's two things combined. I feel like, yes, they are trying to completely rebuild his body. And I also feel like they know if they are playing Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac together healthy, yep. this team could rip off like, you know, 13 or 14 of the last 21 games. Yeah. Might not be the most likely scenario, but it's a possibility. Right. And they are, they're like, we're not even going to entertain that. I think I'll be we more mad if to J.I. comes back with like 10 games left. I'll be, oh, that would be, no, that'll be ridiculous. You have to throw it away. Like you have to bite the yeah. bullet and be like, I mean, I'm sure that's the point, right? I think like that's been their point all along. It's just like we're gonna hold them out and just not tell anybody and whatever. It would be to me like let's say fan appreciation night, the last home game of the season against the Miami Heat tonight in the starting lineup, Jonathan Isaac. <laughs> that is just like the biggest middle finger in the no, world to the no fan mi- base. No minute restriction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He comes out and drops fifty, like. Like looks like Wilt freaking Chamberlain. Could you believe that? <laughs> I would. Ah, man. They've been holding him back because they know he's just like the next greatest player of all yeah. time. Yep. I would. I would just be. I. W- I would just be in the in the stands screaming at John and and Jeff. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding? Me? Yeah. I, I, that's that's not gonna happen. Wishful thinking. <laughs> but that would truly be wild. <laughs> 
truly be wild. That This is what this season has come to. All right, Luke. Two games left this week, Friday, Saturday, back-to-back at Toronto, at Memphis. I think we go 0-2 to finish the week here. It's, and we finish um, uh, the week 1-3. Uh, yeah. No, I'm agree with you. I'm not going to overthink this. Yeah. All right, Luke. Anything else before we go ahead and sign off here? Nah. No. Okay, guys, uh, just to remind you, this Friday when the Magic take on the Raptors at 7.30, we'll be at the Altamont Springs uh, Friendly Confines over there at the Altamont Springs Mall or Altamont Mall, whatever you guys call it. And tell me you were roasting me for calling it Altamonte. How do you spell Monte Carlo? M-O-N-T-Y, right? Give me a freaking break. You all know I don't live in Orlando. Cut a guy a break. Give me some slack. And we'll also we'll have a, a member from the Orlando Magic a sales team there with some autographed memorabilia. So come out. And if you made fun of me for saying Altamonte last week, you were ineligible for the raffle. So don't bother <laughs> coming out. Totally kidding. Hope you guys come out and hang out. It's going to be a, a fun time, you know, win-lose, whatever the case may be. But uh, come and hang out. Again, that is at Friendly Confines at the Altamont Mall. And we will see you guys then. Uh, But for Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.